You're listening to Illuminate Your Practice, a podcast designed for docs on a mission to align their life and practice. I'm your host, Dr. Christy Wick. I'm a practicing chiropractor, CEO, mom boss, and interior design junkie. I've worked with hundreds of DCs to grow their practices with patients they love, teams that are loyal, and profits that continue to grow. I think we can all agree that your practice isn't truly thriving until your life and business are coexisting in harmony. So if you're ready to bring your whole self to practice, you're in the right place. Let's jump in. Well, hey, everybody, either welcome for the first time or welcome back to Illuminate Your Practice. I am Dr. Christy Wick, your host, and today is part two of what we started talking about last week. I didn't know there was going to be a part two, but I decided I want to go into more depth specifically about one of the responses that we got last week. So last week we talked about there is a post in our free Facebook group, Illuminated Insiders, which of course we will put the link in the show notes. If you are not in the free Facebook group, head on over because we have conversations that will be helpful to you in life and practice. But on June 3rd, we posted a little prompt that says, complete the following sentence. I'm afraid people will perceive me as blank if I blank. And last week's episode, I went over a whole bunch of the responses and some thoughts and ideas on how you can move forward and pass some of these security blanket type thoughts. But one particular response, I'm so glad that she was brave enough to post because I think this is something that many of us deal with on a regular basis. So the response is, I am afraid people will see me as weird slash crazy slash a quack if I say what I really think. And I wanted to go deeper on that because most of you listening probably have quite different views on health, especially, and likely some other things, as compared to the mainstream, as compared to most of your acquaintances, let's say. And this is a really common thing that I think we can get stuck in as far as even with patients. How far is too far to go when it comes to sharing our views and our thoughts? And how do you walk that delicate line of allowing their mind to be exposed to other ways of looking at things, basically sparking curiosity while not going too far where you turn them off or you're not quite ready to go all the way down the path, so to speak. And so you're looking to build that relationship as you move forward. and. I want to share a story just to set the tone of why I decided I wanted to go deeper on this. So probably about six or so years into practice, I started becoming quite, look at me, I'm struggling for words. I had, we're going to back up even further. If you've been listening for a while, you know that about five years into practice is when I started to evolve. I started to adopt some new procedures and new ways of doing things. 
And I had some really specific mentorship at the time that was extraordinarily helpful. I would not be where I am today in practice if I didn't have this mentorship. So I'm beyond grateful for that time in my life. But all of my mentors at that time where I was really evolving my practice to be more nervous system centric, I was implementing scanning and I was evolving the language that I would use every single day with patients to make sure that I was talking about function instead of just symptoms. And all of my mentors at this time of change were men. And all of them were the type of men that are very hardcore with the hustle harder, you know, if they don't get it, then next and who cares and on to the next person. And you just have to tell them like it is. And it was very intense. Let's say that all of my mentors were very intense. And so there is a portion of me that is also intense. And so that portion of me was amplified during this period of practice. And I started being quite, I'm going to use the word aggressive. I wasn't aggressive in a mean way, but I was very persistent about speaking out about certain things in the practice. When I say certain things, I want you to imagine a word that starts with V and ends with S and is very controversial. So that was a big thing that I definitely started talking about more. And other things, just, you know, medications and antibiotics and, you know, those were the big things, but also all the stressors. I mean, obviously, I was just more vocal about everything, all the things that I thought were important from a natural perspective. And so during this time, I learned a lot because what I found was I was having these conversations way too early. And I was also having these conversations with people that were not ready to hear what I had to say. So for all intensive purposes, I'm going to tell you I had these conversations in kind of a dumb way. (laughs) That's a horrible way of saying it, but I just didn't put a lot of thought and analysis into what made sense, how I was going to approach it with certain situations, how far along this awakening journey each case was, how far had their paradigm shifted. I didn't put much thought at all into that because basically... I was so hyped up about just, well, you have to just share the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth all the time. And you have to talk about it over and over and over. And that's how you become successful. And I'm not saying that that's not possible for some people. But for me, it was not the right approach because it led to a lot of really difficult conversations and not desirable outcomes. And honestly, it led to, I will never forget, kind of the culmination of all of this. And I want to give you this much detail so you understand where I'm coming from. The culmination of all of this was not even a community member that happened to know some patients 
I posted an article or something along the lines about side effects of certain, again, imagine the word that starts with V and ends with S. I posted it, you know, it was a scientific reference. It wasn't like a meme or anything, but specific to reactions and injuries and whatnot. And this person who wasn't even a patient, who just happened to know patients, put something to the effect of putting this type of information out there is ridiculous. You seem to be no better than a snake oil salesman. It was something along those lines. I won't forget the snake oil salesman part, obviously, because this was a long time ago. This was probably in like 2013, I'm guessing, maybe 14. And that was enough of an awakening for me to start analyzing if my approach was getting good results. And it was not. So my approach of just talking a lot about all the hard things all the time, regardless of what was going on with that person, Basically, I had myself convinced that I was being brave and courageous, and I was saying all the hard stuff that no one wants to talk about, and this was how we were going to change the world. And this comment didn't scare me. It just made me analyze, again, how effective this approach was, and in looking at my patient base at the time, it was very clear to me what I just told you early on, that I was having these conversations too often, too early, with not the most educated approach when it comes to emotional intelligence of who is the person sitting across from me, how would they best receive this information, if at all, and is it something that is pertinent to their care right now? And so the more that I started to look at things from that perspective, which, by the way, is far more congruent with who I am, I am so much more the analyzer and the emotional IQ person. So the more I brought all of me into that analysis, the easier it was to identify the fact that I had adopted this persona that was not helpful for me. And if I could go back and do it differently, I don't know that I would because I likely, I needed to kind of try on this version of quote unquote educating people in order to figure out what my congruent action steps are. So here's what it looks like today. And here's why I wanted to bring it up because For those of you that agree with that statement that I just talked about, I'm afraid people will see me as weird, crazy, or a quack if I say what I really think. I want you to ask yourself what the best way is for you and your personality to educate your patient base, your prospective patients, your community, so that you feel that you are doing service to your passion we still talk about the hard things. I still talk about the hard things, but I do it in a way that is congruent with when and how that person will receive it. So if I am 
very confident that the person is not ready. If they're not open-minded, they are super stressed out, so their ability to think logically is highly diminished. I'm not going to go guns a-blazing talking about things that potentially would turn them off to the big picture too early. Because I look at every single doctor-patient relationship in the practice as a lifelong relationship. And I do not feel that basically rushing into these hard conversations is helpful in a lot of instances. So I have really learned to be super thoughtful about my approach. And so for those of you that are afraid of people's responses, I don't want you to never have these conversations because of fear. That obviously would be letting the fear win. But I want you to start using your emotional intelligence to put yourself in situations and scenarios where the outcome of these hard conversations is going to be better. And I bet any of you who do feel this way, that you are fearful, most of the models in our profession that you are thinking of likely make you feel small or wimpy if you are choosing to not like be this crazy loud crusader who's yelling from the rooftops and coming across crazy. Let's be honest. Do you think the best way to win is to basically feed into what the general public thinks are these people that have gone off the deep end? Or do you think the best way to win is to plot and plan your attack, so to speak, from a conversational standpoint to ensure that you have the best chance of actually being heard? And so my guess is you probably land somewhere in the middle where it's okay to share some broad scope things. I still share some very general things like on my stories and whatnot. And I certainly have patients that have somehow gotten past my boundaries and are friends with me on Facebook or follow me on Instagram. And there's definitely controversial things that I share on those platforms. But I'm very careful about typically only sharing things that are that have some some backup obviously and I'm not the one writing the things I'm sharing the things and that's also very strategic on my part and then beyond that there's certain topics that I will never post about publicly as a practice and I highly encourage that because again it's not helpful. It's oftentimes very harmful. And for certain topics, it's also, by the way, a little bit tricky with your scope of practice. So many of the people that you think of when you think of being brave and loud and sharing this message, many of those people, by the way, have gotten into lots of issues and trouble with the thought of being able to maintain their ability to even see patients. I mean, this came to light highly over the last year where, you know, people were making claims about chiropractic and the immune system 
that we couldn't back up. We don't have the research to support it. Do we fundamentally know that it's true? Of course, we all do. We know. We see it in practice day in and day out. But we can't go and make claims that we don't have the arsenal to back up. And so I want you, instead of just walking around being fearful about people's reactions, I instead want you to flip the script and feel empowered that you have the opportunity with every single relationship in the practice, you have the opportunity to be intelligent on how you approach some of these conversations so that you have the best chance at actually making a change in that family's life. And I have seen firsthand for me just basically using a blanket approach of the same type of thing for all the families and just talking relentlessly about things, honestly, in the grand scheme of my practice was damaging. It decreased my momentum, it decreased my connection, and it decreased my ability to truly get the message across when it mattered. So if you're fearful about people's perception, you need to be conscious of picking and choosing what you're talking about with what people, when, and how. And all day long, I can literally hear, you know, people that I have had in my life in the past in this profession, I can hear them say, oh, that's a cop out. And you're just altering your approach because you're afraid. And that's fine. People can say that all day long because I don't care because I have seen the results in my practice in people's decision-making, in our retention, I have seen that evolve over the course of time when I got more clear about this best approach for me. This is the best approach for me. So that's why I want to share it because it may not be the best approach for you. You might be the person that wants to you know, constantly talk about this stuff. And that's when you feel most aligned with your passion and your purpose and you feel that you're fulfilling it. Go for it. Please do so. I just don't want you to allow the fear of people's perception and reaction to prevent you from thinking about your best approach. Because again, it's really all about the relationships. It is. And I would never sit here and tell you that people over the last year in our practice haven't surprised us. People have surprised us. People that we thought would make decisions a certain way with when it comes to their health and the health situation that's been going on for the last 18 months or what, however long it is now. There are lots of people actually in our practice that acted differently than we expected But I'm not going to carry the full burden of dismantling their entire societal upbringing single-handedly. That's impossible if you think about it. And so I want you to spend some time asking yourself the messages that you are passionate about sharing. How can you do that sharing in a better way, a more intelligent way, a way that feels more congruent to you, insert whatever adjective here, 
so that you can get to a point where you feel confident you are practicing in the way that is going to be best for you long term. Because that's what's most important. That's what's going to make you feel fulfilled in the end. And again, don't forget, honestly, that's what's going to get you the best results. That is what is going to create change when it comes to perception about certain health topics with the families in your practice. So just be intelligent and don't let the fear win the day. Make sure that you're thinking about how you can still do it in a way that feels authentic and congruent and still brave, still amazing, still effective, like most effective. So if you ever have questions about how to handle scenarios or when to share certain things, or especially, gosh, if you're new in practice and you are trying to navigate all of this, because I remember that so well of just, man, I would love to talk to this patient about XYZ. I just don't know how or when or whatnot. I would love to see you not swing the pendulum so hard that you're just basically putting all of your people on blast because I've been there, by the way. And let's also be honest, that's not nice or fair. I mean, we can't as practitioners be that judgmental on the opposite side of the spectrum when we don't want people to do it to us. So it's really important that we are kind and thoughtful when it comes to these conversations. So if you are new in practice, I highly encourage you to discuss these topics with colleagues that you trust and mentors that you look up to that are wholehearted, that are, you know, really super effective, but also have lots of integrity so that you can find the best way to have these conversations for your personality. So spend some time, think that over, figure out the best way to share in a way that's going to give you great results and not be too much and not let the fear win. So that's what I have for you today. Can't wait to talk more about it in the Facebook group. Quick reminder, by the time you're listening to this episode, our early bird pricing for camp 2021 has expired, but we still have some spots available. If you have not prioritized getting to an event, obviously, let's be real, many of you probably haven't felt like you could travel even recently. The time is now to get to an event, immerse yourself with your colleagues, prioritize what you need, get clear on your vision. And Camp Illuminate is the best place to do that. So join us in late September for Camp Illuminate. You can head on over to theilluminatedsquad.com slash camp. Ooh, that's a mouthful. It will be in the show notes as always. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Have a great day. 